Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! He's going to throw down the middle. Come on, come on. Hey, that's great football now. 35 40, down the far sideline. We got a five, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go on. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. I am Seahawks super fan and actor Brett Davern, joined as always by Seahawks member of the 35th anniversary team Lofa Tadubu. Hey, you ready to do the show? 30? I didn't even know. Am I a member of that team? I, That's what it says on Wikipedia. I, I think I wrote that Wikipedia, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely I'm ready to do this. On today's episode, will the Seahawks actually take someone in the first round of the draft? Also, we continue our Mount Rush near of Seahawks draft picks. This episode is fourth round draft picks. We hope that wherever you're listening, you're healthy and safe and that we can provide you with some distraction and fun by doing what we know how to do best, which is talk football, especially when it's about our favorite team. If you could hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you're listening to, it really helps out the show. The more of you that push that subscribe button, it just helps us climb these lists on all these different platforms which helps us get found faster when people are searching for the Seahawks. And we're just able to grow this family and have a lot more fun with a lot more of you. So if you could do that, that would really help us out. If you ever want to send us an email, the email for the show is seahawkspod at gmail.com. We read every email that comes in and try to reply, whether it's through the email or on the show. So if you've got questions or comments for either one of us about anything relating to the show or life, just send us an email, seahawkspod at gmail.com. Lofa, let's talk about the draft. It's all going to be done remotely. Everybody's going to be sitting at home. Um, I guess we'll get to see uh, Pete Carroll's living room. Uh, what do you think about all this? Well, it's probably nicer than the draft room. So, yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. Uh, yeah, it's, it'll be definitely different times. Uh, the the front offices that, you know, are better adept at, at drafting definitely i think they have the advantage in terms you know and we've we've done well in the draft so you know i look at that as from a, a positive perspective and, and and our advantage i'm kind of surprised though because what if the internet goes down or something or you know if, if even just at someone's house what if you know um uh i don't know andy reed forgot to pay his bill or something um it could really have an effect or you know you know what i mean though like we try to record a podcast uh, remotely and sometimes things happen or the internet slows down or there's a glitch or whatever, but that could have real big ramifications that are worth millions of dollars. I'm surprised they're kind of going through with it like this. Uh, you know, you, you got to make the best of what you got. So I'm sure they have something in plan. If, if uh, the, the clock expires on somebody uh, that, you know, whether the internet's there, they'll give them a call. They'll figure it out. You know what you are, Lofa Tatupu? Uh, no, what's you're, a that? Ga- you're a gamer. 
Yeah. That's what you are. Yeah, no, you hear this? The show goes this? on. I'm the fan going like, what if the internet goes down and my my glasses fog up and you're like, rub some dirt on it, kid. Let's uh, yeah, <laughs> pick up man. a landline. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you still have a landline? Uh, no. No, do you? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but I guess all NFL coaches are going to have to install one in the next couple of weeks to make oh, sure this did, thing we goes do, We did have landlines when I was coaching, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. those are those are pretty yeah. important, I guess. I never used one, but it's got to be a bit of a bummer, though, especially for these players. You know, they work so hard their entire lives to get to this to this point, and obviously, these are unforeseen circumstances and uh, pale in comparison to what some people are going through out there. But if we can just, you know, sort of put that aside for one second and just talk about these young men who have grown up their entire lives playing the game. And then, you know, they go to college and all that. And especially the guys that are going to get taken real high. I'm sure we're looking forward to going to the draft and uh, putting on a suit and all that kind of stuff. And it's got to be a real bummer for them, huh? Only 10 or 15 of them are truly happy at that first day, right? The top 15 (laughs) picks, (laughs) right? The other are sitting in the green room yelling at their agents and their family members you know, like, why am I still here? You know, so I would say it's still, <laughs> it's still stressful. There's, there's only Is that a, what it's like? There's only a hand. I wouldn't know. I didn't go there. <laughs> I was a second rounder. But, you know, you think about it. There's just, that's what I don't like. Cause when I back, back in my day, back in my day, there was only two, two days, you know, it was a, mm-hmm. there was the first, second, third round. And then there was four through seven. So, uh, you know, and they, I think that was, you know, much better for the kid. If you didn't get drafted in the first day, you had you had one more day to wait through. You didn't have three days of just stress. What was your draft day like? I, it was actually pretty pleasant. Yeah, and I say that we were in uh, Oceanside, San Diego. One of my dad's college roommates invited us to have the draft party there. Everyone was saying I was going, all the draft experts were saying fifth, sixth round, you know, so expecting, preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best as I, I like to do in all things, all walks of life. So we, we go there and we're having a blast. They get to the end of the first round and my dad's calling first round and I'm like, Hey, calm down. It's not going to happen. Get to the end of the first round and you know, New England comes up. And, you know, I'm from Boston or I'm from, from Massachusetts, you know, just a half hour outside of Boston. So, you know, my dad's like, oh, this is it. This is it. And, you know, so uh, Goodell gets up there and he said, you know, with the 30, I don't know if it's 31st, 32nd, they just, they just won against uh, Philly the year before uh-huh. uh, the New England Patriots take Logan Mankins. And so <laughs> as he says, low, everybody starts erupting it. And I'm just like, yeah, he didn't even say my name. Oh, wow. (laughs) But, you know, whatever, you know, I, I was in my heart, I was set on third round. You know, I did my, my, my research, my due diligence on, you know, where the projections of other players were going out. And I said, Hey, I'm not going past third round. Who did you think was going to get you? Did you have any thoughts on that? uh, Tampa was very interested. And then that went out the window on the 30, was it fourth or fifth pick when they took Barrett Rude? Wow, you know, good friend of mine, uh-huh. great linebacker uh-huh. in Nebraska. But mm-hmm. then um, I knew Seattle and Cincinnati, Philly were potential landing spots, and New England uh, was still, you know, in the running. And then I had no service, absolutely no service. So, like, mm-hmm. my, I guess my agent was trying to call me, uh, you know, Holmgren and the Seahawks were trying to call me. We literally watched as the Hawks traded up to the 45th pick, we watched my name come across the board. 
oh, before wow. I got the call. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But, I mean, but what was great, we, you know, we're all erupt in. We're, 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 you know, having a great time. And then I get on the phone and Homeroom's like, hey, you sure you want to play ball? Like, we couldn't even get a hold of you. And I, <laughs> I, I was like, hey, coach, you know, 100%, I am ready. And just, you know, I can't wait to get up there. But they traded up to go grab you to make sure no one else got you. And that had to feel amazing. It, it was, it, you know, until you hear, you know, on the radio, oh, I can't believe we took this, you know, <laughs> undersized linebacker. <laughs> well, that's that's their opinion. Yeah. Well, it, it worked out, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, but they said the same about about Leroy Hill. They're like, man, we in the second and third round, we took two undersized linebackers. And, you know, I, I would have loved to have pointed out two undersized, very productive linebackers. In college. I mean, Leroy was – uh, the ACC Defensive Player of the Year over the likes of Sean Merriman and Mott Brooks. We had some pretty decent college careers. <laughs> you did indeed. What do you think the Seahawks are going to do with their first round pick this year? I don't know. What What, what do you think we need? I, you know, I, well, what we need, I, I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on that. I love having um, protection for us, and I like having a pass rush. Those are two things that I know I'm in love with. Anything that helps those things out, I, I'm thrilled with. I feel like we did got a lot of playmakers last year in, um, you know, DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf, who, by the way, is now following me on Twitter. I just oh, want to put that okay. out there. Uh, DK Metcalf is now following me on Twitter, and we've been DMing. It's, nice. you know, unforeseen silver linings of sheltering in place. I feel like we got a lot of playmakers. So, uh, you know, unless unless someone's sitting there who's just an absolute game breaker, offensive weapon who fell to us for whatever reason or is the best available and they just want to take that shot at somebody, um, I, I'm fine every time they trade it away. I, I feel like a lot of 12s out there get frustrated or they want to see that big, sexy first-round pick. Prudence has paid off, and John and Pete have shown that they know what they're doing. And so I, 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 I'm fine every time they trade it away. It's okay. Oh, I got I got complete faith in, in them and, and, and how they handle business. I, I remember when we really wanted Jay Reed, Jaron Reed, and um, – you know, as the picks, we kept trading back. And I was like, yo, what are we doing? Like, they're, he's going to be taken in the first round. They knew. they Because, you know, the experience and, and they know what they're doing. They're on the calls. So uh, able to get Jay Reed in, in the second round, I that's a guy that, you know, I mean, look at look at the stats. And, yeah. um, and he just yeah. got rewarded in another contract. So it should have been a first-round pick. And to get that guy where we got him, it just, you know, shows that, you know, they know value and they know where, where to take people. So it was just – it was impressive to watch that that unfold. Well, and I think also if we were if we were a team that was constantly picking in the top ten and they were always trading those picks away and trading down, I could see how that might become frustrating. But because we're always picking, you know, with a with a pretty late pick in the first round because of the success of the team, when they trade it away, it's like, well, all right, you might as well go get a few extra draft picks for that pick because it was kind of later anyway. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a guy that you're you're absolutely in love with right. that that falls falls down to to uh you know late 22 to to 30 where we've been picking the last decade you you'd rather swap that out and go get another second and third or a second and fourth which is what we've you've opted for and now now you really you have two opportunities in in both of those rounds and and I mean your odds of hitting on one or two of those players are, are you know, much higher, uh, much more likely to, to pan out. And you can trade up and get yourself a loaf of tatupu. 
Hey, speaking of the draft, let's get to our Mount Rushmore. Can't wait. Before we do it, though, True Classic Tees, everybody. Right now, our listeners get 20% off at True Classic Tees when they use the promo code BLEAV at checkout, as in the Believe Network, which this podcast is on. You get 20% off when you use the promo code BLEAV at classictees.com. Um, seriously, these tees are the best t-shirts I've ever worn, and you don't have to just wear them under stuff. You can wear them as the thing that you're wearing because they're so comfortable and they're cut perfectly. And you, you ever get those t-shirts, Lofa, where like the seams on the sides are a little crooked? So then like on the one side of your body, that seam sort of starts to wrap around. It's really annoying. Do you ever ha- have that happen? No, I got true classic tees. <laughs> So That's that doesn't right. happen. It doesn't happen with True Classic Tees. Use our promo code BLEAV when you're checking out. You get 20% off your purchase at True Classic Tees. That's T E E S dot com. Mount Rush Near. The people are chiming in. The internet's going crazy. And there's a lot of opinion about who we're throwing up here on the mountain, but it's our mountain and we'll do what we want. You didn't tell me they were chiming in. What are they saying? <laughs> well, you know, there's some differing opinions out there. Uh, there's a lot of big Michael Dixon fans. Uh, well, th- we'll see. We'll see. It's just, just way it's, too early to put a kicker up there. It's mostly female 12s that love the way the Aussie smiles. Good to know. <laughs> we still don't care up here. All right. First up in the history of Seahawks fourth round draft picks. Um, oh, by the way, I should tell you before we even start this round. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I got six guys in here, but really there's like five. So I think we only have to make one cut here. I, I, I trust in you. So All you, right. you tell me. Well, first up, you got Will Disley, tight end out of Washington, 2018. He's only had 31 receptions, 418 yards, and six touchdowns so far in an injury-riddled pro career so far. But he's been productive. He's been the king of the early season numbers. And if he can just stay healthy, I think there's a chance that in his career he becomes uh, a guy who we just signed Greg Olson. Uh, yeah, we, we have several tight ends uh, this this year, right, with all the signings. But uh, yeah. when you diss Will, you diss yourself. But uh, I'm going to dismiss Will Disley. Oh, I love no. him. <laughs> I love him. Uh, if he could stay <laughs> healthy, I, I see a phenomenal career. A kid that uh, played DN for a couple years before transitioning to tight end. Uh, I've never seen hands that good, you know, uh, you know on a tight end. I, I don't see him dropping many passes at all love will um you know he, and he he's just tough he could both run and pass game he shows up and that's what that's what you want is this a husky trojan thing i have respect i no love for the huskies but i have respect for them <laughs> all Hey, listen, last episode, you go off for an hour and a half about Malcolm Smith and how he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and how he should he himself should be driving the sword into the 50 yard line down at the Coliseum. And but I'm going to stand up for my Husky in the same way that you stood up for your Trojan. Will Disley, he's been great so far. And the Seahawks haven't had a Husky that's been great for them. And so I'm going to keep an open mind when it comes to Will Disley. Uh, Will's got. 200 more receiving yards than I do. Okay. And I was a middle linebacker. So let's, <laughs> let's keep things in perspective. I love Will. He is phenomenal, but come on. Right. Hey, I tried. I tried. Okay. I yeah. tried. 
Next up on the list, we got a linebacker who I'm just going to go ahead and, before I even reveal who it is, say that the uh, sculptors can go ahead and start chiseling. It's K.J. Wright, a linebacker out of Mississippi State, drafted in 2011. Um, He won Super Bowl 48 with the Seattle Seahawks, and he's recorded 855 tackles, 11 and a half sacks, five interceptions, and 10 forced fumbles in his career so far, and he's only played with the Seahawks, I I know that you're going to agree with me. They should start carving, correct? Oh, yeah. He, he's in. But, I mean, if you want me to talk about him, I would be more than happy to talk about the legend that is K.J. Wright. I mean, just the other day I watched a segment on uh, social media where uh, he did a, a NFL Films-type review of you know a film that he I'm sure he didn't prepare for. They just pulled up, and they're like, hey, talk about it. And he went through it like a coach. And so, you know, that's what I can't wait. You know, hopefully it's four years, three, four years from now when he's done playing that, you know, he'll be one of the best coaches that that ever, you know, coach. Because, I mean, it's one thing to to know all three positions, you know, which, you know, I did. As a middle linebacker, I knew all three positions, where you line up, how you play it, technique, everything. But it's another thing to play all three positions. And he's played Sam, Mike, and Will, and he's played them all well, which is very mm-hmm. rare. And so, and um, and tough, uh, barely tough. ever misses a game. Utmost respect for this guy. Uh, I think he's third or fourth uh, on all time tackles with the eight fifty five. So um, can't wait to see him keep climbing and uh, and be up there in the end. Hopefully, him and Bobby are one and two. There is a stuffed lion underneath my son's bed where the head is just sticking out you can barely see the lion's head but then there's a whole lion's body it's a stuffed animal it's the cutest thing ever my kid loves it and the lion is named kj and the reason the lion is named kj is because kj wright punched that ball out against the detroit lions when was this three four years ago i don't remember it was on the goal line wasn't it calvin johnson was going in and we were watching that game and and the lion was brand new and so was my son and i looked at the lion and we were playing the lions and i said that's it that lion's name is kj and it's stuck now for what is it five years later something like that i love kj wright yeah yeah it was five years 2015 i believe uh was it was that game 15 or was it 16 yeah 15 now it was it was against the rules right but it doesn't matter we won the game you yeah you're not allowed to bat it back towards your towards your own head zone but yeah so he has his own rule now it's i mean i don't know if it's officially named kj right but you know but even then that that's a heads up play that even the officials the officials didn't even know that it wasn't a rule i had a similar play in 06 against the cowboys playoffs and um, one of the refs told me, he's like, Hey, you threw it backwards, but it wasn't towards your goal line. Otherwise it would have been. So there, this was back in 06. Cause when I was up in the, the booth and I was watching the play, I was like, Ooh, I was sitting next to Rocky said, I was like, I think that might be a penalty. They, they didn't call it. And then later they said, Hey, it should have been a penalty. And, right, but, right. but at that point, you know, hey. you know, for all our complaining as Seahawks fans about the officials, there are a couple times when we've benefited, i.e. Golden Tate in the corner of the end zone and then yeah. the KJ Wright play there. It's just, I you guess know. one out of 20 is not bad, right? It's <laughs> cool. Hey, let's move on down the list. All right. Red Bryant, defensive tackle, Texas A&M. The Hawks took him in the fourth round, 2008. Um, He was a Super Bowl champion with the Seahawks, also the recipient of the Steve Largent Award. That uh, training camp that I went to that I was talking about in the last episode, Red was still on the team at that point. And he's one of the biggest humans I've ever seen in person. 
Oh, man. One of the biggest humans, one of the biggest hearts, too, one of the greatest teammates I ever had. They they drafted him to play D-tackle and uh, really ended up finding a you know, home at D-end. Still talk to Red. Uh, love him to death. Uh, absolute beast on the field. Next up on the list, Floyd Porkchop Womack. Offensive tackle, again, out of Mississippi State, just like K.J. Wright. There's not really much... Uh, to talk about here with Floyd, other than he might have the greatest nickname in Seahawk history. And I know you played with him, right? Do you have any uh, pork chop stories for us? Chop is one of the funniest guys, just a character. Uh, always, even right now, as I'm talking about Chop, I just smile because that's anytime you see him, he just, and we, we share, I believe, I think Chop has the same exact birthday as me. I think it's November 15th. Just full of life, man. And Chop, Chop can play all three positions, center, uh, guard, or tackle. So versatile. In, in terms of of, of uh, rush near, we're, we're going to have to see before we throw him up there because right. KJ's up there. Red won a Super Bowl too, so he's yeah, up yeah. there. And what yeah. do we have, two or three left? Okay, but if there was a Mount Rushnir of Seahawks nicknames, Pork Chop might be in the George Washington position. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He, he's Good up nickname. there for sure. Hey, prepare yourself there, Tatupu, because next up is a kicker, okay? Next. Go go, just go past him. Let's go to the next <laughs> one. Yeah, who we got? Who we got? Wait, hold on. Uh, this just in. Floyd Womack's birthday, November 15th. That's my guy. Not, same birthday. Not the same year, but same day. No, yeah. Yep, same day. Yeah. On to the kickers now, okay? So go ahead and take a seat somewhere and, you know, don't yeah. fade or anything. I have to lay down for this one. But in 1991, the Seahawks drafted in the fourth round a kicker named John Casey out of the University of Georgia. He had a 20-year NFL career, but he only played his first three seasons with the Seahawks. Lifetime, he's 81.9%, so almost 82% on his field goals. He scored 1,970 career points, a one-time Pro Bowler, and a one-time All-Pro. I mean, even though he's a kicker, a 20-year career at anything, especially when there's only 32 of them in the world, is impressive. Yeah, it should have been a kicker. How do you score 2,000 points? One Pro Bowl? I feel like at 81%, he probably, almost 82, 81.9. I feel like he probably should have made a, another Pro Bowl or two. 20 probably. years, that's incredible. I, I mean, just The only thing I remember about John Casey is that he spells his name K-A-S-A-Y, which I always just thought was strange. I, I don't know if he had much say in that, but, you know, I definitely strange. All right. Next up, a guy who I think they can start chiseling already. Also, when they start chiseling, this guy was probably chiseled. It's Chris Warren, a running back. 1990, the Seahawks took him in the fourth round. He went to Furham. That's the college. Just F-E-R-R-U-M. I got to look that up. That's that's where Chris Warren went. He was a three-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro. By the end of his stint in Seattle, which was pretty long, he uh, held the Seahawks' career rushing record at uh, almost 7,000 yards, 67.06 in total rushing. Um, He was the running back for the Seahawks my entire childhood. I love Christopher Warren or Chris Warren, whatever. And um, he's absolutely on my Mount Rushnir. Oh yeah, he's he's up there. I I just I can't believe he went to uh what was the college kid? Furham. Furham. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe he went there. What <laughs> what division is that? What 
I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now because I am too. <laughs> I can't even. I'm literally believe. typing yeah, right now. Yeah, he's he's in. Obviously, he's in. Yeah, here, Firm. Let's see, Firm College. It's in a uh, firm, Virginia, Virginia. and um, it uh, it has an academic staff of 250 and only 1,500 undergraduate students. It's Division Three, and they are the Panthers, the proud Panthers of Firm College, and it's where Chris Warren went to college. That's some scouting, isn't it? If I could look up his stats right now, I can't imagine what he was doing to those poor kids in whatever <laughs> division you would call that. Like... It had to be just an absolute, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, bloodbath. Yeah. He, you could he, say it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I would best describe it because, I mean, you think about what he did to the NFL, God knows what he was doing. Division three. After uh, Kurt Warner, the running back Kurt Warner, has such a great career with the Seahawks, and then Chris Warren comes in, another great running back with the Seahawks, and uh I don't know. He he was a great player, and I, he's he's up on the mountain. So we got to make two cuts. You got Will Disley, KJ Wright, who's up there. That's a lock. Red Bryant, Floyd Porkchop, Womack, and then John Casey and Chris Warren. So I think we got KJ's up there. Chris Warren's up there. That's two. We should put Red up there because he won the Super Bowl, right? Yep. And now we need one more out of John Casey, Porkchop, or Will Disley. I'm going to let you make this call. Come on, pick one. Oh, God. I don't know. My boy Chop and even my boy Disley probably won't ever talk to me again if I take a kicker over them right now. Wait, was was Porkchop in the – he was in the Super Bowl, wasn't he, against the Steelers? Yeah. Okay, so he was on a Super Bowl team. He won an NFC championship with the Hawks. I love your optimism. I really do, brother. <laughs> but uh, – I, I think I have to, unfortunately, and I don't want to say unfortunately, the guy had a 20-year career, Pro Bowl, <laughs> All-Pro. You know, let's build him up. John Casey with a K. I'm sending this there. episode directly to Floyd Porkchop Womack. No, you won't. <laughs> Please don't. It's my birthday, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> the fourth round uh, Mount Rushnir is now officially KJ Wright, Red Bryant, John Casey, and Chris Warren. This episode of the Seahawks podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Receive a welcome bonus in your first deposit when you go to betonline.ag and you use our promo code MYPOD100. There's lots of things that you can bet on out there. They also have an online casino, so you can play blackjack or poker or Pie Gow or whatever card games that you want. You can also play craps. All, all the casino games are available to you. Or you can bet on ridiculous things like the uh, Netflix docuseries Tiger King. Hold up. I got a late submission for fourth round. Okay. Walter Thurman. He has a Super Bowl ring. And, all right. And he also, uh, had he not torn his ACL again, because um, he tore his ACL, still got drafted in the fourth round out of Oregon. And he yeah. rehabbed that whole year, came back, played a lot of meaningful snaps for us in, in 10 and 11, started, you know, defining his role, uh, a member of the Legion of Boom. And, uh, you know, ultimately he went to the Giants and then also Philly. But uh, if he didn't get hurt again, I, I'm telling you, this guy makes a, a Pro Bowl or two because that, that's how instinctive and that's how good he was. He was a real find in the fourth round for, for us. Uh, and that was that, that coveted 2010 class. Uh, with with you know all those guys uh all right all right fine fine we'll put him up there i thought i finally found a way to make you put a kicker on the mountain but fine we'll put (laughs) wall we'll we'll put thurman up there because uh you know um 
I don't know. I overlooked him for whatever reason. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the reason I didn't put him on the list is because he went to Oregon, and after last week's rant about Oregon, I've gotten quite a few emails, and I didn't want to have to go down this path again, but I can't stand the Oregon Ducks. It, this is this has nothing to do with the Ducks. This is, you know, what they what they did for the Hawks, and we appreciate them. Let me tell you something. I moved to New York City after high school to become an actor, and the first thing I do when I get there is I go to Times Square because I want to take in all that New York City has to offer, and I get off the subway, and I, whatever, look up at one of the big buildings, and the size of a building is a billboard of Joey Harrington in his University of Oregon uniform, and I had to look at that thing for over a year, and it was like 35 stories high. I can't stand that university. I don't want anything to do with them so we could put thurman on the mountain but i don't want to talk about where he went to college are you sure you want to have a trojan on the podcast with you because we did a lot of winning ourselves so go to betonline.ag use the promo code mypod100 all one word m-y-p-o-d-1-0-0 get that welcome bonus today betonline.ag the fun never ends oh for now everybody that's a wrap on the seahawks podcast thank you so much for listening and joining the show. And um, as always, he's Lofa Tatupu. I'm Seahawks superfan Brett Zavern, and we do appreciate you joining us. Until next time, go, go Hawks! Go Hawks! Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we perfect. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.